T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's Number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Okay, well, classic 80s, 90s. Uh, that makes sense, considering our topic. I get it. Okay. Uh, Dave, I'll, I'll give you a little hat tip on, on this intro music. So John Hinckley Jr., the man who attempted to assassinate former President Ronald Reagan in 1981, won unconditional release from his state-mandated supervision last month. The Department of Justice agreed to a deal with Hinckley's attorney, and a federal judge accepted it allowing the 66-year-old to begin living life without court-ordered restrictions and mandated supervision of his doctors. Joining us now to discuss Hinckley's release is John O'Connor. He is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since 1972. He has tried cases in state and federal court throughout the country. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California His most interesting assignments included representation of the government during the OPEC oil embargo in the 70s, writing Fifth Amendment and State of Mind briefs for the prosecution in the United States versus Patty Hearst, defending R.J.R. Reynolds' tobacco in significant smoking and health litigation, and representing Coach Don Nelson in litigation with Dallas Dallas Mavericks owners Mark Cuban, and representing Mark Felt, regarding the revelation of his identity as Deep Throat. That's the uh, the Watergate case, obviously. John, thank you for joining us this evening. Nice to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be with you. So, uh, John, you know, we're going to have too many Johns on this, just so we know we've got John, John, and we're yeah, talking about John Hinckley. A lot of so. Johns in this, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a little confusing for folks. Um, Hinckley's attorneys claim he poses no danger to the public, and I mean that that may be true. I I don't know. I we can't speculate on that. But the man did attempt to assassinate the president of the United States. You know, James Brady, who died in 2014, was left paralyzed. 
I think many, including myself, to be honest, think that Hinckley should never see the light of day. Uh, I mean, let me just start here. What do you think? I mean, do you think this is fair to let him basically live free and walk amongst us, go get a Starbucks if he wants? Well, uh, you know, uh, only a lawyer could say this, John. Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> or a politician. Okay. Or a politician. Or a politician. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And let me tell you why. Uh, yes, he should go free, and no, he shouldn't. Here's what happened. First of all, th- he's the first fellow who shot a president who's been let out of jail. That's number one. And right now, uh, Sirhan Sirhan, I think, will be released, but he was in for 53 years. Right. Um, Here's the problem. The problem is, and we all have that gut feeling that he should not be let out. I don't like the idea of him getting let out because we all think he is morally culpable. He was a little bit screwed up. He had a personality disorder, but he knew the difference between right and wrong. And even his own psychiatrist admitted that. His own psychiatrist said, well, emotionally, he didn't understand it, but intellectually, he knew this was wrong. He knew you shouldn't shoot somebody. Here's the problem. He was found not guilty, and I'll get into that in a second. He wouldn't be found not guilty today, but then he was found not guilty. And once you're not guilty, in theory, in theory, you could be released the next week if you were no danger to society. And so literally that can happen. It's happened in the past where some guy's insane, and then a year later they let him out of the loony bin, and he's walking free because he isn't a threat to society. Here is the problem, John. The problem is uh, we had lost our way in modern days. Everything has to be just perfected to the point that the perfect becomes the enemy of the good. Oh, uh, when the insanity defense started way back in the Middle Ages, it's because they thought that some people were like howling dogs. They were truly, you know, they had some mental defect and really something happened. They're running around like a wild animal. Well, you can't accuse your wild animal of killing a chicken uh, because that wild animal is just doing what a wild animal does. It really was the defense. They called that insanity, but the whole notion was that you're not a human being. If you're a human being, you should be held culpable. If you're not a human being, if you're like a wild dog, you shouldn't be. Now, in modern times, we use the word insanity, and now it has a different meaning. Well, an insane means, you know, maybe you don't like your mother and, you know, you're kind of really upset about this or that. And so we got too, too uh, prissy and perfect in modern times and, and let people out when they shouldn't be let out. Now, what the Hinckley thing did, though, the Hinckley defense was interesting because things had developed to such an advanced way, and I, I, I use advanced um, advisedly, that, that Hinckley, that the prosecution had to prove Hinckley sane. It wasn't that Hinckley had to prove he was insane. The burden of proof is on the prosecution. Uh, And as Ronald Reagan said, if I had to prove my friends sane, I don't think I could do it with any of them. (laughs) It's very hard to do. And the government had to do it beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, think of it. That's a very strict burden. Right. And here the guy was a little loony. Today, that same Hinckley defense, he would have to prove by clear and convincing evidence. It would be his burden to prove it to a jury by clear and convincing evidence. He wouldn't have been able to do that. So. That you and your your viewers, your listeners are absolutely correct when they feel that this guy should not be let out. At the time, Hinckley was found not guilty. Eighty three percent of Americans felt he shouldn't be. But really, what we're talking about in the Hinckley case is a legacy 
of the modern uh, tendency to try to make everything perfect and uh, and and end up uh, not really protecting society. That's the problem today. It's under control because the burdens on the uh, defendant defendant. wouldn't happen today. Uh, But the history of this is really ridiculous. Um, You know, this thing started out, there's always been a battle between the elites in society and the common sense people who don't, who understand that you shouldn't let these guys out. Um, So it's, it's very interesting history of this whole insanity defense. It, you know, what's interesting, I get, okay, so the doctors now say he's quote-unquote cured, which is, all right, I'm not a doctor, I can't dispute that. So he spent 34 years in St. Elizabeth Hospital before he was released under restrictions in 2016. Now, okay, they're going to make him a free man. Let's say that's fine. Let's say he's quote-unquote cured. Great. Now let's put him in prison. Now he's... Now he can do the time. I mean, that that that's how I would solve it. It just seems to me that it, it's unfair. I mean, after the after the hearing, the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, which runs the Reagan Library, issued a statement condemning the judge's decision and asserting that it's in its view, Hinckley was still dangerous. Uh, you know, I, I certainly can't blame them. There are a lot of people who think that Reagan's Alzheimer's condition was exasperated, if not brought on, by the trauma to his body that was inflicted from Hinckley's gunshot wound, which ultimately led to his death. So, you know, I just don't think that he deserves to be out walking around. I saw when I did the research for this interview, he's posting YouTube videos of him playing a guitar. It just doesn't seem to me that that's really fair when you look at the the devastating impact he had on James Brady, for example, it just doesn't seem like it's justice to me. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, but as Judge Friedman said in letting him out, he said, "Look, in any other case, this guy would have been let out decades before." And I agree with him. I agree that that's would have happened. But what is hard for any of us to stomach is, and it's hard for me to stomach, is the guy was found not guilty. That's the root of it all so the real question is if you have a guy that's not guilty he by the way he killed james brady i mean he made this james brady disabled the press secretary with the bullet through his brain he never lived a full life after that and then he died early and that's also probably a homicide right besides the two secret service guys or law enforcement guys he shot but so it's terrible and what it really points out is the broader problem and this continues to go on and it's happening here in san francisco is the elites have one view of of how to to sort of really coddle all the people that are you know sort of off the off the regular track oh let's help these poor people who are criminals um but the fact is is society needs protection that's the problem today hinkley would be guilty we all think of him as guilty but he's not guilty so Unfortunately, he is a living, maybe we should make something good out of this and say this is a living reminder of why we need to be a little bit more common sensible about crime and crime prevention. Right now, as I'm sitting here, there's a recent announcement that five more Walgreens stores are going to close in San Francisco. I think there's been 11 of them closed so far. 
And they're closing because the, the uh, San Francisco cannot protect itself against people just walking into a store, taking a shopping cart, and walking out with goods. Well, they, they won't um, protect themselves. It's not that they can't. They, they won't. won't. That's a, yeah. Well, they can't because you uh, can and won't are co- actually both correct here because the district attorney has made it so we can't help ourselves. Right. The yeah. district attorney is, is a fellow who is a perfectly bright guy who was uh, the son of two terrorists and raised by two terrorists. Uh, who would be a perfectly good, he's a very intelligent young man and a very nice guy, I don't want to really slander him, who understandably grew up visiting his parents on the weekend, taking a train to New York to visit his parents in prison. Uh, and this is a guy who doesn't like to throw people in jail because he understands how terrible it is for people to be in jail. Well, guess what? It's also terrible if you're um, trying to have a have a business in a city and you get ripped off every day. Yeah, it's exactly. terrible if your car gets broken into, if you get mugged. But he doesn't appreciate the people that are the victims. And so that's why, John, I say that the bigger issue is that we are not protecting ourselves right now. And this is I'm sort of freelancing here, but it's part and parcel of the same attitude. People are so worried about whether a little kid is in a cage or not in the uh, in the border. And, of course, he's in a cage if Trump's president. And if it's with Obama, he's just being wonderfully treated. But the point is, <laughs> our, our, our real concern should be that most of the violent crimes, for instance, in Los Angeles, are committed by illegal immigrants, yep. uh, illegal aliens. I mean, there are some wonderful, wonderful uh, immigrants illegal immigrants who are helping people with gardening and this and that and service service work. But they're also, uh, you know, make up a great portion of the uh, of, of the uh, welfare recipients, uh, the jail population, the violent crimes. We are not protecting ourselves. We, we talk about masks. So everybody's got to have a mask and protect themselves against COVID. And yet we've let a couple million people in across our borders since Biden's been president. And how many of them have been vaccinated? How, how good is that for our society to bring in uh, these folks? Uh, so society does not protect itself. And, uh, you know, here we are. Um, so I, I think we asked the wrong questions here. The question should be asked from the point of society. Are we are we protected? Not what are the rights of the people that are violating the law. That's not really should be our main concern. You're absolutely right, John. We've gone too far. We've gone way too far. You're absolutely right. You were Deep Throat's lawyer. You host a uh, Watergate podcast. If folks want, they can follow your podcast at postgatebook.com. You have a book out as well called Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, covered up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism. The book's available on Amazon. Uh, that's correct on both counts, right? Right, John, and thanks. It's called The Mysteries of Watergate. For anybody who wants to do the podcast, The Mysteries of Watergate, it's a real trip. Uh, I really opened some eyes. It's kind of fun about what happened in Watergate that you never heard about. And, uh, you know, so it's the proof of concept of all investigative journalism and yet we weren't told the truth during that journalism so it's it, that's another matter that our, our democratic processes need truth in in the media and we don't get it we get shows like yours that are very much into the issues but when you get into the larger 
uh, mega media here. Uh, it's almost a, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like in, in, in the Soviet uh, Union and in Hitler's regime, it's the major media that supported those regimes. Oh. And now we've got the same thing. We Now we have people being restricted from even bringing up uh, from protesting critical race theory. Of course. So, it's propaganda you know, is what it is anymore. I mean, come on. Jen Psaki, and you know, it's got her buddies in the White House press office, and all they do is print what they're told. But, John, right. uh, thank print, you thank yeah. you again for joining us this evening, my friend. Carry on the fight, brother. Okay, John. Hey, great talking to you. We'll be taking your calls coming up here, well, right after this break. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show at... 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.